0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make... America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hi friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. I'm actually traveling today, but I made this pre-recording and I want to show you some of a previous program that is worth repeating in every way. Let me give you some background on it. We'll do a scripture here and uh, pray together. Look, this election is really, I really like every election needs to be, but this one in particular demands of us great attention to practical detail. And uh, let me get into this a little bit after the reading, but that's what, that's what we're, we're going to look at a little bit in the uh, previously taped uh, program and uh, in some comments I want to make to you based on the speech uh, President Trump just gave the other night in Erie, Pennsylvania. I hope you watched it. I certainly did. And uh, as always, inspiring, instructive, giving us serious guidance for how to win these 2024 elections. But well, let's go to the scriptures first. And we're going to read here from Matthew's Gospel in the 14th chapter, starting with verse 22. Um, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was a long way from the land, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let us pray. Lord, we are in the boat with you. This is America, a boat that was launched under your guidance, under the inspiration of your word that causes us to thirst for freedom and tells us where we can find it. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You will know the truth, Jesus said, and the truth will set you free. Lord, freedom is in you. And our founders inscribed this into our founding documents. Freedom, O God, is in you. Your truth, your governance, your providence, your gracious gift, of our rights father as the wind and the waves buffet against this boat as we see the danger of America sinking we reach out to you today with faith and we hear your voice saying to us come may that one word come Come to me on the water, come to me despite the wind, come to me despite the waves, come to me despite your fears. May that one word, come, rouse our fellow citizens to take action in this election, to save this nation. Rouse them and then make them more active than ever to register voters, educate voters, get people to the polls and collect ballots in a way that is legal and constitutional and effective for winning back this nation. Lord, give us the wisdom and guidance. We pray through Christ our Lord, amen. Well, I recently gave some, um, some reflections and some insights into the, the dynamics of this 2024 uh, election. And as I said, I wanna share those with you again tonight. Um, as, I'm, as I'm traveling, I'm actually in Washington, uh, coordinating a group of uh, pro-life leaders for regular strategy sessions. But, friends, um, let me preface the, the pre taped remarks uh, I'm going to give you with this. We've got to be very practical here. Pre- President Trump spoke the other night in, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And, you know, he, as well as all the rest of us, we respect our election process, we respect uh, the primary. Uh, Process that we have and uh, we've got a lot of good folks on our side actually and we respect them who are Involved in this process those who are running for running for president of the United States on the Republican side But he raised this this point and I've heard many commentators say it too What are these other folks doing president Trump has such a commanding lead? uh, Wouldn't it make sense to focus our money our efforts our rhetoric to two things. First of all, focus on the extremism of the Democrats. I refer you again to Mark Levin's book that's going to be coming out, The Democrat Party Hates America. Be sure you get that that very substantial book. Uh, I believe in September it'll be available. But the uh, point here is, shouldn't we be along with pointing out the extremism of the Democrats working on Strengthening the infrastructure of our gathering of ballots—in other words, the election mechanism. You can elect, as is seen in, in in Joe Biden, as is seen in John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Gee, I just dawned on me now. Even though he was in Pennsylvania, he didn't make reference to to Fetterman, or for that matter, to the 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 uh, the horrific. Uh, slate that they have at the executive level there in Pennsylvania the governor what a what a joke what a joke we won't get off into that right now what a disgrace it's really a disgrace Pennsylvania can do better than that and will do better but obviously the quality of a candidate doesn't matter anywhere near as much as the mechanism by which the ballots are collected and counted that's what it boils down to and we have got to focus all our energies at this point moving forward now all of us can do this in different ways it might not be clear yet what your specific role is in this you might be involved in a state that has Election uh, reform measures uh, underway and and you could help uh, perhaps promote that or just by getting involved at the precinct level and Getting involved with election integrity efforts right there in your own precinct that might be the way that you're called to be involved Whatever it is our team is ready to help you by the way prolifevote.com and we have our election training seminars You can sign up there prolifevote.com but the point I'm making is very simply this we've got to focus on the election mechanism especially in states like arizona nevada wisconsin and georgia these are going to be key places pennsylvania of course is always critical That's why the president was there the other night Um, strengthening the election mechanism and using on our side of the aisle the methods by which ballots are collected We should change our mindset and our language, too. We've always talked uh, uh, traditionally about getting out the vote, getting out the vote. Yes. But we have to talk in terms of collecting the ballots. And we're going to be encouraging, for example, in those places where it's legal, like Nevada, for instance, having churches become collection points for the ballots this is all again doing it legally doing it constitutionally obviously doing it honestly and fairly giving people the opportunity to get their ballot counted that's a that's a good activity churches should be involved in that activity giving the people of god the uh the help and the assurance that their voices are being heard that their votes are being counted we'll get into practical logistics of that but what i'm saying is again let's focus on the things that are really going to matter the most we've got to get the mechanism of this election under control we're not going to let them steal this election we are not going to let the other side ruin this election and we've got to be like the reason i chose that that passage there is that the winds and the waves that are buffeting against america the winds and the waves that are buffeting against The integrity of our elections have caused many people to be so afraid. But the Lord says, come, even walk to me on the water, come. And sometimes we take that initial step of faith and we still falter. Don't falter. Oh, uh, the election process is too corrupt. Oh, they're going to steal it anyway. If they're going to steal it anyway, that should be a summons for you to do more than you've ever done before to help overwhelm the numbers. They can only cheat within a certain margin. We've got to overwhelm the numbers, have so many people on our side. And for our candidates, come out there and cast those ballots. And so many people work to make sure that the mechanisms are protecting those ballots that the other side, can is, it's impossible for them to overcome. The size. Of our turnout that's good come jesus says come let's go come on of course the winds and the waves are buffeting nobody I- I- ignores that or sure should ignore that we know the problem come we've got a job to do on a country to save we've got a boat to save let me share with you what i said uh, just recently on one of our previous programs that was very very much appreciated and um uh thanks for spreading the word about these programs uh, and let's consider these important things. God bless you, thanks for what you do. Let me turn to the elections of uh, 2024. You know, in this country, you've got about 25% of people identifying as Republican, about 25% are identifying as Democrat. And you've got about 49 to 50% identifying as independent, more, more large increase in the number of independents Politically in our country, but now so elections can't be won just by the Republican base. Elections can't be won just by the Democrat base. Both sides have to appeal to the independents and win over independents. We're going to say a little bit something later about whether a third party, not President Trump, but a third party on the Democrat side. Um, or an independent running is is what I'm trying to say, it it may affect that race. But when you look at the independents, about 80% of them, with just a little nudge, will say that they are leaning to one party or another. So, so, So when you're talking about the truly independent in our country, who can go both ways, either way, no matter how much they're hearing from both sides, you're talking about a very slim percentage of the population. Talking about 15% of the population, 10, 15%, that are going to decide these elections. Especially when you consider the rock-solid, immovable support of President Trump, which is going to become even more immovable as more of these fake indictments come down. We're not going anywhere. We're not budging. So this is, by the way, a downside for the Democrat side. President Trump's support is solid. Biden's support is is very is very shaky because there are a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Of course, I would have vote for Biden in a, you know, Democrat, Republican matchup in general election. Uh, But meanwhile, they're saying in the back of their minds, gee, I'm not sure he can even get to Election Day. And yet they won't say that publicly. Nobody wants to say the emperor has no clothes. They're afraid. They're kind of stuck with him even though they don't want him. Now, should he drop out of the race for health reasons or because the powers that be in the party finally realize they've got to jettison him? And I think they're trying to find a way to do that. It's just nobody has the courage or means to do it just yet. There'll be all kinds of Democrats then that'll jump in, some known, some unknown. It'll be a chaos, it'll be a circus. But understand the the nature of the support, any support that Biden has. It's shaky. It's not the kind of rock solid support that you see for President Trump. Okay, so having said that, we're talking about a small percentage of the public that decides these elections. Now, when I start talking about key states, don't, never misunderstand that to mean that every single state isn't important it is because every first of all in the long view of history states no matter how red or blue they might be can change and there's a dynamic of change going on in the midst of all of them and we have to be vigilant to keep the red states red we have to be be uh... active and aggressive in turning blue states red. So from a, from a 50,000 feet view, you know, it's the whole nation at play all the time. And we, we need to be working wherever God has put us. We've got to work like crazy to win that area. Nobody in any part of the country, whether it's no matter how blue, no matter how red, should ever be complacent. This is about us fighting for every square inch of territory, okay? And not only that, but, you know, you look at the dynamic of elections and, you know, you activate voters in a very red state or in a very blue state, no matter what your chances of victory in that particular election are. That's not the only consideration. You're activating voters who then are going to are going to be working in that particular place or they might be moving somewhere else. Once they're activated, they're activated. And you also have, you know, uh, I mean, the popular vote doesn't determine the, the, uh, the electoral call. it just doesn't determine who, who becomes president, but it does matter too and people use that to look at trends. You look at, like we were commenting about the midterms, you know, you had a lot of uh, victories for Democrats that were very, very, very tiny margins and therefore you look a little bit below the surface at what the numbers of votes were and you see the momentum on our side. All of it matters. So all of it matters everywhere. Now, having said that, there are certain swing states in the sense that as the dynamics are shaping up now that these will be the places where ultimately the election will be decided. Now, you look back at 2016, for example, President Trump won that election, but he won it by about 80,000 votes. And you think about in terms of tens and tens of millions of votes cast, 80,000 votes in three states. And we see this dynamic about to happen again. I'm going to mention three states, and a fourth if you want to throw in a fourth, that are going to be the critical deciding states in this coming presidential election. Again, in the context of what I just said about every single state, every single voter always matters. But some places decide earlier than others and by bigger margins. States you want to keep an eye on are Arizona. That's got both presidential and Senate swing capacity, Arizona. Wisconsin and Georgia. Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Now, we've seen a lot of problems in all three states, haven't we, electorally speaking, in recent years. But we have got to focus our attention. We have got to focus our energies. Those of you not only that are in those states, but everywhere else too, and especially if you know people in these states. I want to invite you to be part of our training seminars, election uh, seminars. You can go to ProLiveVote. That's our main election website. Uh, I want to remind you about that regularly, ProLiveVote.com. ProLiveVote.com and uh, take part in our regular online trainings. We'll also be doing trainings on the ground in different states. You wanna throw in a fourth state besides Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia that are gonna, that's gonna be key is Nevada. Um, and by the way, one of the things we'll be doing, we'll be talking about this more in detail on um, uh, hopefully on Friday night, uh, is uh, we're going to be, uh, or probably, no, sorry, more of that probably next week, is um, encouraging churches, where this is legal, and Nevada is one of the places where it is legal, to uh, help the voters uh, get their ballots in uh, by means of ballot collection, ballot harvesting. Again, the legal kind, uh, the kind that our side can do effectively and constitutionally uh, better than the other side can do. And churches can do this. So we're going to talk more about that in in a subsequent program. Now, it's my conviction and that uh, that of other observers, too, that President Trump will um, easily win this primary, and I think it'll be wrapped up by Super Tuesday, which of course is, this year is March the 5th. That's where you have so many states having their primary elections after several states will have done so already. So I would say, and many others would say, President Trump will easily win the primaries by large amounts in Iowa, in New Hampshire in south carolina in nevada and then come march 5th you've got various states including california where you're going to have so many delegates uh represented so so it's so large and president trump will get a good uh proportion of them that by that time he'll have enough delegates to, to wrap up this uh uh this uh this nomination march the 5th super tuesday now what about the other side of the of the aisle. Like I said before, Biden's support is uh, shaky. Honestly, it's really hard to see how he even runs. You know, people, people who are just presuming that he's going to be. Now, to say he's going to be the nominee. Yeah, if you want to argue that on the basis of there are others pulling the strings. He's just a puppet. They'll continue to use their puppet and the party will not allow. Uh, him to be um, sidestepped? Yes. Yes. I agree. He's not going to go out voluntarily. Uh, you do have the, the, the party structure, you know, controlling him like a puppet and they don't, they don't, they want to go with him. You know, it's an easy campaign strategy, just stay in the basement and, uh, you know, get, get whatever b- ballots you can uh, dream up. Okay. But the question is, he's still got to be able to, you know, he's still got to be able to do something right and him being able to do something like find his way around on a stage or complete a full sentence is becoming more and more difficult so it this only works within a certain range how I don't I don't I don't see it I mean I don't see how can you the election is November of 2024 now as I already said we're in the midst of it now but in real time there's still, a year and a half in front of us and it's like in biden time that's more than an eternity so if biden were not in the race what happens now many people say well you know michelle obama will come swooping in you know to save the day and certainly she would get the nomination if she decided to seek it i actually don't think she will i think she's uh, she and barack are quite content with their life right now, but who knows? I think it would be him that would be calling the shots here. But if she were to get in, she would get the nomination on the Democrat side, but I don't think she'd win the general. See, understand this, and and, and, and uh, Dick Morris was giving good commentary about this in several of his recent programs. She would be facing questions in the general election that Barack Obama did not have to face in 2008 and 2012. Questions that have arisen since then because of um, dynamics within the black community, within the Democrat wing of the black community, and that have great support within the community but not elsewhere. For example, the question of reparations. She would have to answer that question. Do you believe that? Do you believe that each individual should be given three hundred sixty thousand dollars in reparation for the um, uh, for for uh, the um, injustices done uh, against the the black community? Should we pay that out in 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 reparations now for sins that these people didn't commit? But oh, let's set everything right historically. you do you do you believe that? Do you believe that whites are inherently racist? Do you support critical race theory? Do you believe that whites have advanced precisely because they're white or that they should not be advanced anymore uh, precisely because they're white? Do you, you know, and then you start giving these advantages uh, to to blacks and, and, uh, you know, reparations, for example, and the Hispanics are going to say, what about us? And the Asians, what about us, too? Do you believe that the whites and blacks should be segregated? She's going to have to face these questions that pre- pre- present a big dilemma. Do I do I appeal to my base within the black community and alienate all the other voters, or do, in an attempt to reach all the other voters, do I uh, alienate my own community? And it's just not. I don't think this is a winnable scenario for someone like Michelle Obama. There's another dynamic brewing, and that is you know you 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 may have seen the. Um, interview on uh, Sean Hannity with Tulsi Gabbard now Tulsi Gabbard of course was a was a uh, jumped into the the presidential primary race on the democrat side last time around got a lot of attention for that she had served in congress she had served in the military and she'd been saying a lot of things that make a lot of sense to a lot of people and she left the democrat party became independent she did not rule out a run for the presidency this time around, nor did she rule out doing it as an independent. Now, there could be others who, who, who try the same thing on the Democrat side. They're going to take away a lot of votes from Biden. You can be sure of that. So this is an interesting dynamic to keep an eye on uh, because Sean asked her explicitly and she did not say no. That is an interesting development. Okay, finally, you know, the U.S. Senate, I mentioned before, Arizona is one of the key states to keep an eye on, Um, also has a Senate race, and uh, quite winnable, Arizona, Ohio, West Virginia, and Montana, four states to keep an eye on in terms of taking back the Senate. We've got to take back, we want a trifecta as a result of the 2024 elections, obviously. President Trump in the White House and a Republican Senate and House. The Senate, we can win back. The Senate map this time is way better than it was in the, uh, in the previous election, uh, in the midterms. And let's do it. With West Virginia, Ohio, Arizona, Montana, uh, very, very, those should be at the top of, 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 of the list of uh, targets for uh, winning back the Senate. We should be able to do that. Now, the House, there's a threat that's coming out of this uh, redistricting, uh, uh, rearranging of the map in New York State. Well, surprise, surprise. Uh, left-wing uh, Democrat uh, judges trying to um, uh, uh, call for, for different maps that would give the Democrats an advantage. We're talking about four, five, six seats. Uh, that, that, that that would obviously uh, affect the majority in the House. We have to defend the House, we have to increase the majority in the House, but this situation in New York now with um, with the gerrymandering of, of the, the boundaries of uh, House districts is uh, is creating a threat uh, there. But we've, we've got to make up for it, uh, if that in fact ends up happening in New York, we've got to make up for it by our wins in other places and. Uh, You know, California can be of help, actually. It helped us the last time around with some of those uh, uh, congressional seats, uh, House seats going going Republican. Uh, Let's keep an eye on all of this, friends, and let's go back now into prayer. Lord, we pray for... We want to invoke now, Lord God, your Holy Spirit upon the people of Arizona, upon the people of Wisconsin, and upon the people of Georgia. Lord, we know that every... uh, Every square inch, every single vote, every single race is of critical importance to us, and we will not abandon uh, this effort anywhere that we find it. But, Lord, we ask you in a special way to send your Holy Spirit upon the voters of Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia as we, as we continue in this election season. And we ask that, Lord, there be an outpouring like there has never been before of voter participation of voter registration, of voter education, of people who wake up to the corruption we read about in the book of the prophet Ezekiel just earlier in this program. That people would realize, Lord, that we get the public officials we deserve, that the outcome is in our hands. It's in your hands, Lord God, but you, you place it in our hands. Awaken your people. Awaken, Lord, your people, that they may have open hearts that lead to open eyes. People who are willing and ready to see what they would see if they just look and see the stark choice that is before us. Not simply a matter of Republican or Democrat, but a matter of America or tyranny. Which will it be? Flourishing or destruction? embracing your law or throwing your law in the garbage and trampling it underfoot that's the choice in front of us because the Democrat Party has become Marxist it has become evil and Lord God awaken your people to see it awaken your people to reject evil we ask you to pour you to pour out your spirit upon the people of Nevada pour out your spirit Lord upon the pastors let them be willing to collect votes in a completely legal constitutional way and do it better than the other side help us Lord God to inspire one another and to embrace victory in these elections we now pray as Jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses As we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen great to have you with us friends Uh, we're going to have a lot more to say this week stay tuned to praying for america every weeknight at 8 p.m let others know about the program and spread this information we're going to win big for America, and it's going to take every ounce of strength every single day. So let's do it together. Follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone, at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. Thank you, Right Side Broadcasting Network. Follow them too. And friends, we will talk to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm evangelist Alvita King with Priest for Life. The great issues of social justice. Civil rights and pro-life in our nation have made progress when citizens take their convictions into the voting booth. It's not enough simply to believe or speak about what is right. We have to elect lawmakers who will pass the right laws. As my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, the law can't make my brother love me, but it can stop him from lynching me. Making laws and changing hearts go hand in hand. When people's hearts and minds are changed, they will elect people who will change laws and court decisions. So, dear friends, if you're not yet registered to vote, please register today. And when you do go into that polling place, please vote pro-life. This has been the End Abortion Podcast.